between the two villages, with an occasional bus making the rounds. Penelope, my doormate and a British national from Manchester, who has had the guts to repeatedly loan me her car, insisted I take it. I stop for a moment outside the car and breathe a sense of grass and sky and dew, refreshing after weeks of city exhaust. All around me are velvety fields quilted by clumps of trees, and scattered dwellings oozing storybook quaintness. Some of the nearby roofs are thatched, some not, but all bare exterior walls of golden-hued stone that look as though they would taste like butterscotch if you licked them. A figure appears at an arched front door that is festooned with climbing roses. The woman is wiping her hands on a towel and smiling at me. Her graying hair is stylishly cut, with one side longer than the other, I am guessing she is Isabel McFarland's live-in caretaker and housekeeper, Beryl Avery, and the woman who gave me directions. You found us! She calls out to me. I shut the door in Penelope's aging Austin Morris. Your directions were perfect. Okay if I park here? Yes, that's fine. Come on in. The balloons are pogo-sticking this way and that as I open the gate. One of the balloons attempts to attach itself to the strap of my bag as I pass. I gently nudge it away. Mrs. Avery holds the front door open for me. It is painted an enameled cherry red. I'm so glad you made it. Beryl Avery. Please call me Beryl. She thrusts her free hand toward me as I step inside. Kendra Van Zandt, thanks so much for letting me come especially when you have so much going on later today. I can't tell you how grateful I am. Beryl shuts the door behind us. I am guessing she is in her late sixties. She smells like cake and cream and other sweet things. A smudge of flour dusts one side of her jawbone. It's no trouble, she says brightly. I'm happy you're here. Auntie doesn't talk much about her experience during the war, and we all wish she would, you know. When anyone else asks about it, she shoos the question away as if no one could possibly be interested in anything that happened so long ago. But of course we're interested. Terribly so, considering what happened to her. It's such a nice surprise she said yes to you. I don't know what to say to this because it's a surprise to me too that the old woman said yes. Professor Briswell told me Mrs. McFarland, a noted local artist and friend of his late mother, is known to have been bombed out of her home during the Blitz, but also that she never speaks about it. I would ask her why she said yes if I weren't afraid I'd jinx it for you and she'd change her mind, Beryl continues. I'm about to ask why Mrs. McFarland has been so reluctant to talk about the war, so that I will know which questions to avoid, but Beryl fills the tiny space of silence before I can. I must tell you, though, that she seems a little lost in thought today. You might need to give us some extra time to answer your questions. It's probably all the hullabaloo with the party and all. Is she still okay that I'm coming today? Beryl cocks her head. I think so. Hard to say if okay is the right word. Auntie isn't one to be overly demonstrative. I'd say she's content regarding your being here. I think she's more worried about the party this afternoon. She didn't want to fuss and I'm afraid that's exactly what she's getting. No one wanted to listen to me when I said she didn't want a big to-do. 
We move out of the narrow entryway into a sitting room that looks as cozy and inviting as one of Tolkien's hobbit holes. A fat, fern-green couch and its matching love seat are situated in the middle of the room, while glass-topped tables laden with books and jonquils in vases separate them. Persian rugs cover the wood floor. A tea cart sits in one corner, a curio cabinet in another, and an L-shaped bookshelf in a third. Enchanting watercolors of young girls holding polka dot umbrellas line the walls. Are the paintings Mrs. McFarland's? I ask. They are, Beryl replies. They're all over the house. She's quite an accomplished artist, but you probably already know that. The umbrella girls are her trademark. Her arthritis is too bad now for painting. She had to stop a while back. Beryl sighs. That was a hard day. She's had too many.